we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are we doing out there? I'm so excited for this conversation because I have been geeking out about the stars and the universe and our solar system lately. And I love connecting with like-minded humans on this that know way more than me. And my guest today is a very special guest. Sheena and I met through a mastermind. Shout out Michelle. And I just remember, like, we've met a handful of times. Like, I mean, I don't know when we started it. But every time you would, like, share, I would be like, oh, I want to know more. Like, when you were doing, like, the Ayurvedic cleanse and you were doing something else with, like, a new moon ritual. And I was like, I just want to know more. But we only had 45 minutes on our calls. So I just remember wanting to be like, tell me more. Like, I like what you're doing. We all, we're we're in the same, I love, what I love so much, especially about our mastermind is we're all in the same world, but like have these different avenues of what we're doing. And it's just, it's very unique and there's so much to learn from each other. But anyway, that's, that is why Sheena is here with me today. But Sheena is a vision advisor. Like, can we just take a moment to talk about that vision advisor. Tell me, what does a vision advisor do? Because I want some of that. (laughs) Um, Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And a vision advisor is really um, my fun way of trying to describe what it is that I do. I really struggled for a while being like, a coach doesn't feel quite right, but like a consultant, I don't know. And um, I had a girlfriend that was like a vision advisor. And I was like, yes, that is it. So um, how I define that is really, um, I help individuals and companies get clarity on what they want. I help them create a vision and cultivate a relationship with their future self so that they can achieve that vision through tools based in neuroscience and personal development. Ah, yes. Future self. (laughs) All about future future self. self. All about future self. make, Make your future self your bestie. Yes. Well, I always, I think about like making your bed. It's like, this is for your future self. Like you're, you're going to have a long day. You're going to want to get into a bed that looks like nice and welcoming. Like, thank you, future self. Like I always used to joke about that with, with my bed. Just like ah, future self is going to be so glad that I did this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a it's very so, healthy way to talk to your future self. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get there, but um, future self and I are, we're, we're chilling. Uh, but it I is. So, I mean, I love that this is what you do and it's like, it's so clear and it is for companies and individuals because our relationship with ourselves is the most important and we are really hard on ourselves. We are very critical. It is a nasty little world sometimes that we live in, in our, in our mind. And I think that what you're doing is so important. I remember like sometimes when I've worked with clients, when I've like asked them what their vision was, they just were like, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I'm like, how are you supposed to know where you want to go? You never want to be like, how are you going to get there? Right? Like it just like blows my mind um, that people have never imagined what their future self, like what the possibility is for them. So let's get into it. I want to know, like, I love that you use 
neuroscience. And I love that it's like concrete tools because a lot of times with personal development, people are often turned off because they think it's like very like airy and woo woo and up here, but the neuroscience brings it to a very contextual, like grounded, rational place. So let's start there. Tell me how you use neuroscience with what you do. You know, I, I, I think you're so right. I've been in the world of personal development for over a decade. And I honestly, I'm like, I bet personal development junkie that has spent thousands of dollars and hours um, and time and just energy resources um, into different programs and learning and um, really, once I got introduced to neuroscience and really started digging into it with this, um, within the past year, I'd say, um, really saw that it was like the crossroads, right? It's the thing that like validates a lot of what's happening in the personal development world from a very scientific observable, like we can talk about this. This is how the brain works standpoint, um, and really makes it a lot more tangible for people to understand what's happening when you start to explain it to them in terms of science versus like, I manifested this, um, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I feel like I'm a master manifester sometimes too. So I think there's space for both. Um, and I'm really excited just to, to continue to share as I'm learning all of these things um, with people and help them kind of connect those dots, right? Like our mind is this, I mean, I can't even, I don't even have a great analogy just to like talk about the depths of the mind and its potential. I think one of the um, things I do talk about is a neuron, you know, has a resting potential just like humans do. And uh, one of the things that I really try and stress in my work is making sure that this isn't coming from a place of lack or not enough, or, you know, we really try and find some of those thought patterns that can take a hold on us as humans so that, that the work's not coming from there, but that it's coming from a place where you're already enough, you're already great as you are. And there's always, there's always ways that we can improve and become a better version of ourselves. So how do we kind of tap into that? How do we unlock that is, um, and, and using, using neuroscience, creating new neural pathways in your brain um, is I, honestly like the most effective way that I found in all of my studies and learnings to do that. It's, it's just so simple. It's clear. It's not, it's simple. It's not easy. I should say. <laughs> oh, um, yes. I say it all the time. I'm like it is so yeah. simple, but it's not easy. It's hard work. Yeah. It is. It totally is. So yeah, how, I, does, how do you, how do you make a new neural pathway? Repetition. Mm. Repetition is, I mean, I'd say two things, metacognition and repetition. So metacognition is the idea of being able to think about your thoughts. And so when I'm working with anyone, um, meditation is a really big piece of what I ask them to step into. I think, you know, at this point it's, it's, feels like it's been, you know, beaten to death with like, oh, meditation is the new blah, blah, blah. But like, it really truly is like, if you're not if you're listening to this podcast, and you don't meditate yet, like, what are you doing? Come on. Like, it is just like a fast track to making your life better. It's free. This is is not a sponsored ad for meditation. For meditation. (laughs) This is just like a hot tip. Like I get know. on it. Like get oh. on it. It's the best, best thing that you can ever do for yourself. And honestly, something especially, what, particularly with my one-on-one clients, that I require them to do because um, to have awareness of your thoughts, like that is metacognition. And the, and really, truly, the only way 
to get there is to be able to sit with them and to look at them and to, to have the courage to face what's coming up. And um, the fastest, easiest, cheapest, quickest way to do that is through meditation. Um, so that helps identify the thought patterns that are getting in the way, right? So, um, and I've, I've been breaking down some gnarly thought patterns the last couple of years. Um, I've been working with a, a mentor of mine, Kate Gersberger, and she's out of Denver, I adore her to death and um, she really helped like identify, help me identify like those, those patterns that are just through conversation that might come up. Like I'm talking about something that's frustrating me and we look for a pattern in my language that's coming up and then we create um, a mantra or like a reverse statement. Right. So um, one of the, one of the thoughts that I had when I first started working with her is like, when, when, when I'm not hurt, I don't feel valuable. And so like, this was like something that I had playing on repeat in my brain. Right. So instead of that, I created a thought that is, that says whether or not you hear me, I'm valuable. Mm. And my, my homework and the homework that I give my clients is you have to say this 60 times a day for mm. at least three weeks. Mm. Um, I find that it, it's, easiest just as like a routine and your brain is in a really impressionable state when you first wake up because there's different levels of you know brain waves so uh, when you're first waking up you're not fully conscious and alert and so that first time I open my eyes is when I start kind of thinking my my thoughts that I'm working on on repeat and I just like count it off on my fingers and I just blow through it 60 times and then then I'll get out of bed mm. um, it also like keeps me off my phone first thing in the morning. Um, and is just, is that repetitive way to like really kind of kickstart it. And, you know, um, I, there's lots of varying degrees of how long it takes to form a new neural pathway. Um, I don't, there's from what I've, um, understand and studied, like there is not like one specific 21 days and you'll form your new habit. Right. Um, there is something to be said around that three week mark just for habits and um, to take hold in general. Um, and it's something that I'll find I come back to all the time, but like then once it's in my head and floating around, when I feel like I'm not being heard in a situation, I'm getting frustrated with that. And I'm starting to like feel self doubt creep in. Um, I'll say whether or not you hear me, I'm valuable. And like that instantly brings me back above that line of choice and like out of that gnarlier thought pattern that I used to get stuck in mm. and get frustrated and like, you know, want to like get defensive at someone or try and force what I'm trying to say or kind of any of the other behaviors that would come along with that thought. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, I've been like, you know, without studying neuroscience like directly, I have been doing that thought work myself. And I've been doing that with my clients like for a while. And it is, it's like, you can learn to manage your brain and your thoughts. Like you can live the most amazing, fulfilling life that you want to live, not what you think it should be based off of what other people are living, like literally like true to yourself. So I think thought work is so powerful. And it's it's funny because, you know, you think of like affirmations and I feel like when people hear affirmations, they tie like such like a a fluffy, um, they have like a fluffy connotation when you hear affirmations, but there's a reason why they exist because it is that reprogramming of those thoughts. Now, this is what I'm curious about is like people automatically want to have a new thought without knowing an old thought, right? And like that 
is not sustainable. It's like, if you have a thought that's negative, instead of like experiencing what the thought is, people are like, no, 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 that's bad. Like, I'm just going to focus over here. Like, I just want to like focus on the positive and everything's fine. But like, that is like, that's to me, that's not sustainable. And I know it's not sustainable because I've experienced it (laughs) and it just comes up and manifests itself in really destructive behavior. So for me, I would have these thoughts and I didn't know what to do with them. So I would push them away, push them under the rug. And then I would have terrible self-sabotage. I would self-sabotage myself, my relationships. Like I literally was tearing down all of these things that were so great in my life. And I didn't know obviously until later on in my life, that's because I never processed these negative thoughts because I was so quick to change them. So how does one that's like new to this, like how does one start to process those thoughts so they can come up with a new one? Great question. Um, you know, I, I think there's so many different ways that you can. Um, it's, it, you know, it's funny that you say like, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Like a fish doesn't know it's in water. We don't know that we're swimming in our, a pool of our own negative, negative thoughts all the time. Um, Side note, but I love Westworld. Have you watched Westworld on HBO? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, A, I think my Halloween costume is <laughs> going to have to be oh my God, I'm blanking on the main character's name right now, the blonde. Oh my God, oh I my love God, I can't her. Remember, oh, oh her Delor- name. Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, Dolores. Oh, thank God. I got stage fright there for a second. <laughs> right out of na- names are always the things that fly out of my head when, like, I'm on right, when, right when you need like, them in a conversation being recorded. The only reason why I know of Dolores is because on the way to Telluride, there's a street called Dolores, and um, then there's also a street called Sweetwater. So I thought that that little area was where they like came up with oh, the idea. Really? Yeah. It looks like the ca- it looks like it's right by it's like off the border of Utah. So it looks like um, the oh, I'm sure. Set of, I mean, they they filmed in Utah. Yeah. So I think. That's what made me think of it. So Dolores. So anyway, um, Dolores, you're going to be Dolores for Halloween. I'm going to be Dolores for Halloween, like with like the big blue skirt Dolores. Oh, That's my it. favorite Dolores. Same. Honestly, season season one is my favorite because I think it's just the most, since the Matrix, like the best like pop culture mm-hmm. display of like what the human experience is. Totally. And so as we were talking about like, you know, where do people start? Like you have to, you have to be willing to go on this inner journey if you really want to get at the root of everything. And if you really want to understand that own maze that exists within your own head, um, you have to be willing to go inside and you have to, it's going to be scary. It's going to be like a straight up adventure through the jungles of your own mind. And Uh, It's not for everybody. Like some people would rather not look at that and that's totally fine. That is, you know, we we all have our own, Mm -hmm. our own path in this lifetime. And, um, and I don't know, I guess sometimes I like to think of myself as like a Dolores helping people find their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of, there's so many different ways you can do it. Like I, I do think it's helpful to have the help of someone. Uh It's hard to always see it for yourself. Because that's how the ego works. The ego works to protect this this fortress that it's built in your brain that keeps it alive and thriving. And so it's going to do 
everything it can within its power and it's a powerful motherfucker. Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Go great. for it. Okay, great. This is just um, perfect. Perfect. Um, and it'll do everything to keep it hidden from you. So having some sort of facilitator program, guide, coach, vision advisor, whatever, uh, that can help kind of show you the way, um, in the sense of like, asking the right questions, um, giving you some meditations. I've been working with Lacey Phillips. We were talking about her, her to be magnetic program. Like it's been a game changer for me. Um, and it's, it's, it's really that willingness to go inside and do the inner work. I think so much of our programming that we walk around unaware of comes from our childhood, mm-hmm. um, comes from, you know, regardless of what kind of childhood we had too. like people don't understand that trauma is a spectrum and, when you're a child, um, you know, not just like really big traumatic incidents, like there can be small micro traumas that we all experience that impact us in different ways that make it mean certain things um, that create these thought patterns that hold us back in life. And there can be like actual very traumatic, uh, you know, incidents and um, that that's a whole nother can of worms. But I think a lot of people Um, make the mistake of like, oh, I had a fine childhood growing up. Like, I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing under the hood for me to look at. And it's like, "Mm, actually, the whole part of the human experience is that we all have something to look at. You just have to be brave enough to pop the hood. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. That was me. I was so resistant to looking at my childhood. The first time I started working with a coach and to your point, working with someone is so necessary doing this work because you don't see your own patterns. Like, cause again, it is being protective and it's like helpful to have someone call out those patterns, ask the right questions that, cause I do, I believe that we have all the answers. We just have to be asked the right questions to uncover what that is. Um, but I was that I like, I remember saying, I'm like, ah, oh, like my childhood was good. Like I would talk, like I would, I hated, I never really talked about my story and I really like don't remember parts of my childhood. Like there's certain things that I just have completely blocked off. Then there's other things that I do remember. Um, but I re- like working with my coach for the very first time, he had everyone write their stories and then read them out loud. And I was so resistant. I was like, I don't have a story. Like my life is an eat, like, you know, like privilege. Like, I'm like, everything's fine. Like whatever, you know? And he was like, I, I don't care what you think. You just need to write your story. So I remember sitting in my kitchen, started typing tears, like literally just like, I couldn't stop crying. Like it was like all of a sudden, all of these memories kept coming flooding back to me. And I like went through, I was just like a, a reel. I don't want to say highlight reel because it wasn't highlights that I was experiencing. Um, but I remember that. And then he had me read it out loud to my other um, peers in my group coaching, which was another terrifying experience. And oh God, I, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the most liberating. So liberating. And and since that moment, I've owned my story and I share it way more. Like I would never talk about my story. And I've had, like, I just was very closed off to sharing like my experience. And I realized like my story is why I am the way that I am and why I do what I do. And like, I'm still uncovering it. So I love that you brought that up because it is so true. It's like, it happens at such an early age and we don't realize it. And then we think there's something wrong with us and there's nothing wrong with us. We're just human beings. And I love the work that you're doing. It's so worthy because it is messy and it is hard. And, and, and you and need people that go through it need a guide. 
Like they need a guide. There's just no way to do this work without a guide. And I love that you're like immersed in a course right now um, and working with people because like, you know, we can only take people as far as we've been. So it's like so important to invest in yourself in that way. I mean, I think personally that like investing in yourself is the best way to spend money. I know um, like when it comes to a course or a coach, I don't even think twice about spending the money, but when it comes to like buying a new shirt, <laughs> like it takes me so long to do that. So I love that you brought that up. Um, I want, I'm, I'm curious. Um, well, I do vision work too. And I, I mean, I've just always been, um, I'm a visionary myself. Like I'm, I'm a number seven on the Enneagram. So I have big visions. I'm seven. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go do karate while social distancing. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, we're going to have to like compare all of our um, personality charts at some point. Totally. Like, I bet there's of, a lot of similarities. I, I um, bet there are. But I just am a visionary, right? As you know. So tell me the power of a vision. You know, there's, I think this is where um, things just get to start getting so cool when you really look at the science behind what's happening when you're visualizing something. So, you know, we, I think like the most common way people think about visualization, if they're new to this work is maybe they've heard about it, like through athletes, right? Like Lindsay mm -hmm. Vaughn picturing every turn of the, the race, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, not, not to directly go to Tiger Woods, <laughs> but you know, he visualizes what's happening, um, on the golf course and where his ball's going to land. Like there's been so many different examples of athletes and how they use visualization to, to get to where they're at, because the brain actually does not know the difference between like what's happening right now and, um, like an imagined happening. Mm -hmm. So there's this really cool study um, that I like to share with people about learning the piano. So like they studied um, like, you know, the control group, like actually played the piano, like with one hand, had to work on all of these scales. Um, and then they took another group and they had them just mentally do it, mentally rehearse, not actually play it, but like visualize their hands doing those same scales. And they scanned everybody's brains while they're doing this exact same things happening in the brain, mm -hmm. exact same things. And so when you take time to visualize um, your future and when you take time to get to know and build a relationship with your future self, your brain does not know the difference. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to give you a leg up with your confidence because your brain's going to kind of think like, oh, I've already been here and done this before. Yes. Like, right. Like if you're visualizing, like getting on stage in front of someone, if you visualize that moment and how it goes and how you're feeling, like your, your brain is signaling chemicals. Mm -hmm. It's, it's carving these neural pathways. So when you get up there for the first time, your brain's like, Oh, been here, done this, got this mm -hmm. versus like, ah, what do I do? Oh my God, I'm panicked. And most people focus on the fact that they're going to get on stage and panic and don't take the time to like really carve out. Okay. Like what do I want to happen when I get on the stage? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it, you know, from that side of things, it's really cool. The reticular activating system, the RAS. Yes. Um, it's like the bouncer of your brain. Um, I love the RAS. I think it's so much I fun. I do too. Uh, it's, so, it's so fun when you like notice it, when you're like, okay, now I all I see are blue dresses because I was looking for blue dresses. So um, tell, I mean, for those that are listening that don't know the RAS and they're like, what are these girls talking about? Break it down for them. It's, it's the best. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've got a actually a really good example. 
um, that I can use. And maybe we'll have to put a picture of this thing in there too. But um, so the RAS, the reticular activating system, it like sits down in the lower part of your brain and it's literally like the bouncer. So your brain gets billions of pieces of information put at it every day. It's got all the things that are going on inside of it. So the, the RAS is responsible for sorting information saying like, this is important. This is not. Um, and so when you give your, when you do visualization, when you make a vision board, when you write down affirmations or goal, I, I particularly like goals. Like if you're working on a goal, like write that motherfucker down 15 times a day mm-hmm. and like that is going to trigger so many different things mm-hmm. um, within your brain, specifically the RAS. So like, so now your brain is starting to scan the quantum field for things that it can pull in that matches what you're doing. Right. So um, I had some homework recently to create a vision board and I am, I'm at a point in my life where like fresh off the heels of a divorce, um, coming off of, um, a client project that was not a great fit. So finding myself like homeless, jobless in the middle of a pandemic, um, with a lot going on with social justice, there's just like everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, even as a vision advisor, I was like, I don't like what, I don't, I don't want to make a vision board right now. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, but I also do know that this is exactly what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I made this like little mini vision board that honestly made zero sense to me at the time. And I was like a little bit frustrated. I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm going to put this out there because it looks good and I'm into it. And so this is on June 23rd when I made this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's pictures from Mexico, but I didn't uh-huh. really think about it this way. Um, I want to say like a week later, I got an email from this list that I've been on for a year and a half. And it was like places in Tulum for July, <laughs> super cheap. And I'm like, like if I hadn't primed my brain with like some visuals and like given it a Mexico filter to be looking for mm-hmm. that email out of all the, like, I can't tell you, I love studying people's email funnels. Like mm-hmm. I joined list just to see what Same. people are doing on their funnel. So I've got, bajillions of emails coming in all the time so like that's like how that one stuck out to me why I thought to like fully read through that one like that's how the the RAS starts to work or like when you think about like oh okay I want to buy a new car I'm really into the white forerunners mm-hmm. and then you start seeing right white forerunners and it's only it feels like the only car you see on the road it's not because there's more of them there right. it's just because your brain is now scanning for that information instead of something else right so it it that's where visualization vision boards uh, all of these things that have kind of previously been thought to be like very woo woo are actually very grounded in the science of what's happening in our minds and how we can harness that to focus it on what we want Mm. versus the human tendencies to focus on what we don't want Mm. absolutely i mean i love that you use the forerunner example because the first time i actually understood how the RAS worked was my husband now, but at the time we went on our first date and he drove a, or drives a gray forerunner. And after our first date, I saw that car everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) And it wasn't because, I mean, it is a popular car, but it was because I was primed for it and I was looking for it. So, um, it is, it's like knowing how to make it work for you. Like my one of my coaches, she's a public speaking coach and she has you go through an exercise of imagining yourself on the stage again, like creating the experience before you have it. So your brain knows what's to focus on. Like I, it's, it's so simple because our brains, our thought creates 
our result. The outcome that we get is all a product of what we're thinking about. And so it's like, once, once you know that, like, let's use it as a tool to work with us and not against us. And I think the problem is most people are going through life kind of asleep. I think we've woken up quite a bit. I would say 2020 is a bit of a jolt of lightning, uh, but we go sure. through life thinking that this is just how it is. I, that was me. There, I had moments in my life that I was like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. This is all I have to offer. This is all that I'm going to get. And that's what I, and that was exactly what I was getting. It was very complacent. Like I just, and I, but there was a part of me that was like yelling, screaming, like, let me out, <laughs> let me out. Like I could hear her, but I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't your, know your inner Dolores really yes. wanted to break free. Yes, <laughs> yes Dolores. Oh, it's so true. She did. And now she's free and you can't put her back and you can't stop her because she's like on a mission. Um, I, and I, and like, I am on a mission and, um, it's because of, it is because I've learned how to use my thoughts as my, as my power. And I want that for everybody. That's why we're having this conversation. So I'm, I'm curious because I know that like new moon rituals is a, you've been doing this for a long time. And it was initially why I was like, I want to talk about new moon rituals because I'm so into it right now. Um, how does this tie into what we're talking about? Great question. So new moon rituals, I, I still honestly don't remember like how I got turned on to them. Um, I remember the time in my life when it was, I was in Chicago. Um, I was working for Lululemon. And so like vision and goals were definitely like high front and center in my mind. Um, and at some point someone, someone told me about a new moon ritual. And I was like, like, that sounds a little hoaxy, but you know, I'm like open to a lot of things right now. So let's, let's look into this. Um, so the idea is really that the new moon is the beginning of a lunar cycle. Um, and a really good time to set intentions to, to, to write down a list of, um, things that you're looking to call into your life. And so I started doing this and I was like, what's the worst that happens? Like some of these things come true. Okay, great. Like, and like I, I, and I used it honestly, and I still do as kind of like an accountability. Like I always know a new moon's coming and like, that's a time, like it's like an alarm clock for me, right? It's like an appointment in my calendar to sit down and be intentional and think about what's happened over the last three, four weeks, or think about like what I want to happen in the next three or four weeks and just really like get grounded and create some space for self-reflection mm -hmm. is what it's become for me. Um, and it's crazy to see how, like, I was like a kooky, like what's wrong with you? You, you, you make a new moon list, but then I would explain it to people. And I still have people from that time in my life that I text on new moons. I'm like, new moon today, be really mindful of what's going on. Um, I mean, I like back then, this was, this was like a decade ago. So I was um, trying to manifest boyfriends, Blackhawks tickets. Um, I was really, really working very hard on getting back to Colorado. I was in Chicago at the time and, and really working on um, getting a job and getting relocated to the mountains in Colorado. That happened. Tickets happened. Boyfriends happened. It was like kind of creepy. Everything that was once like again it's the power of like pen to paper is a whole nother thing like people are like oh i'm just gonna take notes on my laptop I'm like mm -mm, no you're not like we are writing this down because when you write things down like the generation effect happens so right like you have to think about 
what you're like, you're going to write the G of, or, you know, whatever it is that you're about to write versus just hitting a key. Like that activates something in your brain. Um, and then you have to actually think about what it is that you're writing too. So it's not the actual act of it, but it's the creation of the thought and generating the, the writing itself. So I think that that is where kind of the neuroscience and writing something down comes into play. And when you do it on a time, um, I've done a lot of research on humans, like, is there really like scientific evidence that things happen? You know, like supposedly full moons are why they're so wild. Um, and like so much goes on in the world on a full moon is because people aren't being mindful of the intentions and seeds that they're planting on a new moon. And <laughs> your face right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It made that like, that makes so much sense to me. Yes. Agreed. And that's, that's honestly the thing that was like, okay, I'm in like, cause I, you know, we all know that things, you know, shit hits the fan on full moons or like, it must be a full moon. Everybody's like, my sleep is terrible on full moons. And I have weird ass dreams always like 10 out of 10. Yep. And so that's why I was like, okay, if that's what happens, then I mean, what's the, like, there's nothing nothing, you know, bad is going to happen to you if you take one day out of the month, roughly to be really intentional about what you're doing, um, to write some things down, to take some time to visualize your future self. These are all things that I do, um, to like give like a very specific list of new moon rituals. Like first one is like making time to clean my space that day, like on the full moon or I'm sorry, on the new moon, like cleaning my space and then energetically clean it too. So either with Sage or with Palo Santo, like smudge the space. Um, I make sure that I plan out my day. So it's like I'm meditating, I'm eating clean, I'm exercising, I'm, you know, dancing, whatever it is that I'm really looking to build more of into my life. Like those things are going to be happening on that day. If it's, and like, I tell people whatever, like if you're like trying to like have better sex, like make sure you have really great sex that day. If you are wanting to get confidence in your TikTok dances, then you better be putting out a TikTok video on the new moon. Uh, You know, whatever, I'm like giving like all personal examples, trying to make them sound like other people, which is so funny. (laughs) Um, Now I'm like making myself blush over here. Um, Like you get the idea in the sense of like, just being really mindful, right? Like, you know, if you've got the opportunity to like pick a fight with someone, maybe choose not to pick the fight that day. If you're looking to have like less confrontation in your life or what, you know, it's just, it's having that awareness around a day, like choosing a day to be super mindful about what you're putting out into the world is what it's become for me. And it's more, more about the bio rhythm of it that keeps me accountable and less about necessarily like, Oh, you know, new moons just make magic happen. Cause I don't think that's necessarily the case. I've done a lot of research since, and there's not any, there's studies on both sides of the fence that great things happen, don't happen, that we are or not impacted by moon cycles. And so um, I can't say definitively that like, that's a scientific piece, but where I really integrated it into my life is like for my accountability, it's something that I really talk about with people is like, okay, now that I've opened your eyes and we've talked about and we've, you've made a vision and goals, you have to find a way to keep it regular. You have to find a way to be accountable for this and come back and revisit this. And so new moons is how I, how I do it personally. Some people do it quarterly. Some people do it, you know, whatever. I find that something like pretty monthly, first of the month works great for some people. 
Sundays works great for some people, you know, whatever it might be. I personally just love new moons. So that's what I roll with. Um, and I write, I write things down. So like creating intention around what I want it to come forward. Um, yeah, burning candles, taking a bath, self-care, I think is really important on a new moon for me at least. Um, and I think hopefully through this whole 2020, everyone sees how important self-care is for everyone. It's not, you know, non-negotiable. We can't take care of others until we're taking care of ourselves. And so um, that's a big piece of what I do as well. I love that. I think like my new moons are like my most favorite day of the month. I, and I think that it can be that for anybody. Like it is, it's a new opportunity to really get intentional about the way that you're living and the way that you're showing up. So you said like, I love clearing your space, journaling. Is there any other new moon rituals uh, that people can partake in if they choose to? Um, I mean, I like, I, I lead visualizations for new moons. So if that's something that you guys are interested in doing, um, we do some time traveling and you meet your future self. If you've already met your future self then you get to hang out and become besties with them. Um, I think that, you know, kind of like based on everything that we're talking about right now, it's like we, whether we're conscious about it or not, have a very strong tie to our past self. Um, We are locked in a maze of our past selves making, and um, we're really, really connected to that part of ourselves. Um, And I think that in order to live a life that you love, in order to show up the way you want to in the world and feel called to in the world, in order to make real change, you have to be able to create a relationship with your future self. Mm-hmm. to have the best chances of that happening. And so I think that visualization is one of, if not the best way um, to do that. I love it. And by making your bed. Yes. <laughs> Make your bed. Your future self will thank you. Always, always thinking about future self. Plant the seeds today. What a, I don't know the quote, but that's, that's what I'm thinking of is planting seeds. Um, so good. So this episode is going out right before a new moon. So action step, give one little action step that someone can take towards their happiness, their future self, and being intentional around this new moon. Okay. Um, can I give like a three-part action yes. step? Give a three-part. I'm, I'm here okay. for it. Um, I would say like the overall thing that you want to do is be intentional, but clean your space somehow. Like if it's just tidying, just tidy. If that's a day that you want to do like a full deep clean, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very bare minimum, tidy your space. Um, at the very bare minimum, come up with an intention for the next. So the, um, new moons happen like basically like every like 28 ish days, uh-huh. like 28 to 30 days. Um, so roughly a month. Um, so come up with an intention for your month. Like what is it like that you really want to look back on in a month and feel like you nailed and mm. write it down, yes. write it down and then do at least one thing that you're really wanting to call in more of. So whether that is meditate, whether it's great sex, whether it's dancing, whether it's eating clean, whether it's running, whatever it is, make sure you do that. The more of those things that you can do, the better. Mm, so good. So clean your space, come up with an clean intention up with an intention. I love that. Maybe come join in on the visualization if you want to meet your future self. 
Absolutely. And yes, where can people find you for that? Um, you can go to my website, sheenajean.com. It's a funny spelling though. My mom misspelled it um, on the birth certificate. <laughs> Forgot about this. So my name looks like Shenna, but it's pronounced Sheena. And my mom was like, I was loopy from the birthing drugs they used to pass out. Back oh in the day. yeah, sure it. mom. Like, <laughs> well, like, you our- can change it. And I was like, no, I'll just tell everyone I ever meet this story and hopefully they'll remember it. So it's Sheena Jean, S-H-E-N-N-A-J-E-A-N.com. Um, and events, you can find, find the upcoming events. This is total. I mean, look at the way my name is spelled. My mom was obviously high on <laughs> birthing drugs too, because my name has been spelt wrong on passports, on school documents, on Starbucks cups. I mean, I can relate. My mom's like, I'm going to choose the most basic name. This is going to be the most basic name of your generation, but I'm going to spell it differently. I'm like, (laughs) thanks mom. Thanks mom. Um, (laughs) So good. Oh my God. This was such a fun conversation. I learned so much and I hope that you listen in through your speakers. I hope you got something from this too. If you did make sure to tag us in this episode, share your biggest takeaway and the new moon is in two days. So like, why not try it? Right. I love these practices because it's so true. You have nothing to lose. It takes probably what, 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more if you're being super intentional. Um, but nothing to lose. And I love like the 28 day cycle, because if you have that and you know, it's coming, you can check back in with that intention and then check back in through, um, out the month. And it's so true. It's like, you only need one thing. Like that's the, that's always, I'm like, I know people have like a long list and goals. I'm like, just focus on one thing at a time. Give your brain something to focus yeah, simplify on. It. Simplify it. You'll get to all the other stuff just starting in one place. So Love it. Well, thank you, Machina. This was so fun. So great. And I thank you. Having this more of these conversations. Amazing. I really <laughs> same girl. Same. Thank you. I had uh, this was just yeah, one of the best conversations of my week. And I've had some really good ones. So good. appreciate you having me on. Well, that conversation was amazing. I am obsessed with Sheena completely stepbrothers moment of did we just become best friends? We could have kept that conversation going forever. She's amazing. There's so much to learn. Make sure that you check her out on the interwebs because she's a lot to offer. And I am definitely going to attend one of her new moon rituals. So if you want to join me, let me know. We'll do it together. So if you love this episode or have anything that you want to share, anything that resonated with you, let me know. Send me a message. I would love to hear your feedback. All right, my friends, there's stuff going on in our universe and we might as well use the energetic power of our planets to help us and ground us and use the power of our brains to get us what we want in life. Like seriously, our brains are I mean, they can either be our worst enemy or our best friend, and you are in control of that. So learn how to manage your thoughts, and you can be unstoppable. All right, until next time, love yourself, own your happiness, let your light shine, because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Catch you next time.